If you're just joining us today, we've been talking about inheritance. Canadian families are preparing for one of the largest transfers of wealth in history. Studies suggest that three out of four people who talked with their benefactors before they received an inheritance knew how much they would probably receive, but that's about it. I'm Wayne Nelson, and you're listening to Talk to the Experts. My guest today, Sherry McMillan of McMillan Estate Planning, has been providing her advice on how to prepare for an inheritance, whether you're on the giving or the receiving end. Once again, a reminder that the McMillan team will be hosting two virtual seminars, the first one coming up on Wednesday, May 12th, and the next one on Wednesday, May 26th, both days at 6.30 p.m., to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan, spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Sherry, a key strategy in estate planning is trust planning. And we started to talk about this just before uh, the segment ended. For those who may be joining us for the first time or for those who might need a refresher, what exactly is a trust? Sure, Wayne. Well, essentially, a trust is a legal relationship that maintains ownership of a particular asset on behalf of one of your loved beneficiaries. So it's different than a will because a trust actually provides the family with protection, such as tax protection, um, matrimonial protection in the event your child experiences a divorce, and credit or lawsuit protection from any liability your child may face. So if they're in professions or entrepreneurial, this can be really important. In addition, because a trust is considered private, unlike a will, what can happen is your wishes that are laid out are held in a private manner on behalf of your family. So this is really important when you're wanting to safeguard a particular issue in the family unit, but you don't want it made public. So we are finding affluent families utilize these tools of trust more and more frequently because the larger our estate is, obviously, the more privacy we want to have around it and also the more guidelines we'd want to have around it. So at the most basic level, there's only uh, two kinds of trusts in Canada that we can use, and they're Latin words, but basically one is considered a living trust or called intervivos. It means you create the trust while you're alive and you enact it and you put your assets into it today, for example. And then the second kind of trust that we can use that's a bit more simple is called a testamentary trust. And the way that that would work is you author the trust while you're alive but you don't actually enact it until you pass on, and you enact it once your will comes into place. And so instead of transferring your wealth through a will, like we normally would to each other, we transfer our wealth to our family through a trust. Now, my rule of thumb generally is if you have an estate of a value of, let's say, a million or more, then probably you should be using trust planning before you use will planning because you have enough affluence to safeguard and so that's a general, you know, principle that we recommend. Sherry, when you're talking about assets of a million dollars, are you talking cash assets? Because right now, with the way that the real estate market is going across Canada, uh, anybody who owns a house and has a little bit of a savings program uh, you know, or, or stocks and bonds probably would qualify to be in that million-plus category. Absolutely, Wayne. And I think that's, you know, really important is, you know, in in. His, in our history, you know, we were transferring estates of 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. We're transferring estates in the millions today. 
And, you know, that can just be your home and some RSPs, as you're mentioning. So we have outgrown will planning, a lot of us in the community, and we're still using that tool that does not provide these protective stances such as tax planning and lawsuit protection and protecting our children from divorce. So I think, you know, we're starting to see over the last 25 years in Canada families realizing they've outgrown will planning, but it's still, to Canadians, a new tool. It's not a new tool, though. We've been using it since the 14th century in Old England, and it's what and how we transfer wealth so that there is a uh, protection of the wealth from one generation to the next. And, you know, the royal family is an extreme example of that because their castles will move generation after generation within the bloodline. But ultimately, you know, with families growing their estates, to the sizes that we're seeing in the millions today, it's an applicable tool to all of us. One thing that has come up recently um, is the issue of probate. Now, with, with COVID-19, uh, the courts have been really backlogged on uh, on those kind of legal matters, putting more precedence on, uh, on criminal uh, matters. Uh, probate is now much more delayed. But with a trust, as, as I've learned in our previous conversation, Sherry, uh, if you have a trust, you skip the probate process. That's right. And so one of the unique benefits of a trust is a trust is a separate legal entity of you. And so, you know, this is a a quick way of understanding it, but people die, trusts don't. So when we pass on, if our wealth is owned by a trust instead of us individually, we don't have the probate process to take our wealth through in order to execute it and gift it to our beneficiaries. Alternatively, the trust already owns the estate and you've already named who your next tier of beneficiaries are and so they just stand in for you automatically. And so it does mitigate the workload that we have to do in the wealth transfer and the estate moves uh, to our loved ones privately and protected. So generally this is why for many of us in Canada this has become a more useful tool than the traditional will planning where we directly bequest our estates to our loved ones. Now what about the tax issues in a trust? Is that something that the average person can do or do you really need uh, a a special financial advisor like the folks at McMillan Estate Planning? You know it has become a much more complex arena the area of tax Um, in Canada pertaining to estate planning than it ever has before. So our organization and um, our colleagues that we work with on an international basis hold a designation called the Society of Trust and Estate or called a TEP. And so this is an area of specialty. So I do recommend that you do work with professionals that have an understanding and a background and, and the credentials Uh, to stay current, because every particular government has their own regime of taxation associated with an estate. So, you you know, many families have multiple estates. They have their Canadian estate. They often have some U.S. estate values. They often have uh, estates abroad. Depending on where their children live, they may have an inter-provincial estate. And so you have to have somebody that has enough understanding of all of these jurisdictions to build you a comprehensive plan so that your monopoly game works out in your favor, not in the favor of the governments. So you mentioned today the inter vivos or living trusts. You've also mentioned the testamentary trusts, the ones that happen uh, after you pass on. But you also, uh, we did talk about a will. 
do you suggest using a trust instead of a will, or should they be used in concert with each other? Yeah, I would say for for most families, we do see both utilized, and I do recommend both as a safety net. So if we're trying to simplify our estate and have our estate private, we normally do recommend that most of the wealth will move through the trust itself, not through the will. And the reason we still encourage families to write a will is you may inherit something that you were not cognizant of receiving. And so you don't want to leave those assets outstanding because they may not be part of your trust plan today. And so we kind of build your will as your backup plan to your trust. All right. And then ultimately you haven't missed anything. Now, Sherry, what about for those who are getting on, and I'm getting up there, uh, those who are 65 years of age or more, uh, are there special trusts for for that age? Certainly. So the great um, part that we have in Canada is about a decade ago, they introduced a special trust for Canadians that are shifting into retirement. And so if you or your spouse are 65 or older, There is a special trust, and if you're single, it's called an alter ego trust, and if you're married or common law, it's called a joint partner trust. And in this trust, what you can do is you can transfer your estate from the ownership of yourselves into the trust, and the beneficiary is you. So it may seem counterintuitive to do this, but what happens at that point is you no longer own your estate. And because you no longer own your estate, you will not probate your estate. The trust will act as a will and transfer your estate outside of probate, outside of any challenge or conflict, and also uh, efficiently and very quickly, within a few days of your passing, that wealth will be transferred to your loved ones. And so we're seeing a lot of uh, families do this type of planning, specifically in provinces that do have probate or transfer tax fees. So BC is an example of that, Wayne, and Ontario is another. But there's, of course, the fear that all of the provinces at some juncture in the future will have this wealth tax or transfer tax because it's an easy um, way in which the government, knowing that there's a trillion dollars in the next day, uh, decade, decade transferring to collect additional tax from us as taxpayers. So we're encouraging families that have a high net worth to do this type of planning. But there's another reason behind it, and that is if I'm a married couple and I pass on and use a traditional will, then my spouse owns the estate after I'm gone. If they remarry, my children might get cut out of my estate because that new partner coming into the life late in life has claimed before the children do. And that's a very scary proposition for a lot of our retirees. So what we say instead is let's build the mom and dad a spousal trust. They can both use that trust for their entire lifetime, but the biological nuclear family is the beneficiary upon either of them passing. And so it acts like a natural prenup in our elder years if we do marry a second or third time, which is very handy um, because it's very difficult to ask for a prenup when you're in your 70s and 80s needing a new partner. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Great advice, Sherry. We're going to pause right there. The McMillan team will be hosting virtual seminars on trusts and other aspects of estate planning Wednesday, May 12th at 6.30 p.m. and again on Wednesday, May 26th at 6.30 p.m. 
To register for these seminars, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or visit their website for more information at mcmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts.